0: What does it mean to be creative? When I choose to be a moderator, it's my goal to make the focus on the celebrity and their relationship to the fans. To think outside the box.
1: He said, well, you can't be all things, all people, or something to that effect. You can't appeal to everybody.
0: And I said, why the hell not? We sit down with artists, filmmakers, comedians, and performers of all genres to ask them eight simple questions on what makes them tick. And what can we learn from their quest for creativity? It's time for your creativity podcast.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We're doing something kind of different this week. We are going live on Google Hangouts with a special guest. Our special guest today is Ngayo Bialam. How are you today?
0: Ngao Bialam. I'm great
1: good i first found out about you when you opened for brian uh possein here in salt lake uh, was, he's awesome a few weeks ago and then um with my podcast i followed you on twitter and then you messaged me immediately wanting to be on and talk about creativity what
0: sure, i think it's a good topic
1: what, what inspired you to reach out to me um i'm just curious
0: I've always been interested in, in creation and the creative process and creative people and creativity in general. So anytime you want to talk about creativity, I'm generally down to talk about creativity. That's, that's how I roll as the kids say.
1: Excellent. Um, you, you, do, <laughs> you do a lot of different things. You're uh, a comedian and among other things, in your own words, uh, describe what you're doing, what you're up to.
0: Uh depends on the day, doesn't it? Yeah. Um yeah. A lot of times I'm a stand-up comedian. A lot of times I'm a activist, uh marijuana with a, an emphasis on marijuana, but most most social social justice causes in general. I also do a lot of writing. I write for the San Francisco Chronicle, the Sacramento News and Review, Monterey County Weekly, Cannabis or sorry, uh Freedom Leaf magazine, uh THC magazine, cannabis now magazine sometimes alternate sometimes guardian a couple other things too and i and i produce uh a lot of marijuana events
1: okay um
0: kind of centric
1: so so is the majority of your work like um writing because you mentioned all those magazines and everything is is majority of your work writing
0: uh these days i'm doing way more writing than i am doing uh stand-up which is a drag in some ways but you know you got to pay your bills man and writing is easy and yeah. you don't have to leave town yeah. uh i love to leave town i love to, i love to travel and meet new people well um I'm so quite, i've been doing a lot of writing lately but i it's about half and half now
1: well we we appreciate you traveling because that's how we got connected you came to salt lake um exactly now c- kind of de- de- describe your history a little bit from you know kind of uh high school college to where you are now how'd you you know, through that time,
0: my game. history, you just kind of what I started as a poor white child. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Gosh, I was, see. I've been a stand up comic for 28, almost 29 years. And I've been an activist for longer than that. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I've traveled all around the country, but before a lot of people, I've done a lot of different things. Uh, that's, that's about it. I've been on TV once or twice. Mostly I just travel around the country and talk about stuff and smoke weed, hang out. That's generally my plan.
1: Very, nice. Very cool.
0: Sometimes I write about it.
1: I, lo- I love traveling. You also podcast about it. Um, tell I us have a little
0: podcast bit- on CannabisRadio.com called Rolling with Ungayo. What What it's goes on there? With weed. We talk about uh, traveling, right? So I, I, do, I still travel a lot. So... Um, Every, every week we talk about where I've been. So if I was in Berlin, we talk about eating Franz Brachen and finding good weed out there. I was just in Salt Lake City. So I talked about the weed in Salt Lake and the travel in Salt Lake and the food in the Gulf and the uh, golf and and the people and the architecture for, for people who like to travel uh, with, with weed thrown in.
1: And, and that was your first time here in Salt Lake, correct?
0: That was my first time there in 20 something years. Back in the day, we used to do comedy in Ogden a lot. And there used to be a comedy show in Salt Lake. I can't remember the name of the club. It was more like a variety club. So they'd have a dancer and a juggler and a comedian uh, and things like that. So that was 20, 20, 1993, 92 maybe. And so I hadn't been back since around that around 94, maybe. So it was 20 something years since I've been back to Salt Lake city. So it was good to see how it changed. But I remember when you could, uh, you know, you had to pay, to, you had to join the club to go to the bar yep. <laughs> and then you order a screwdriver, they give you a vodka and an orange juice.
1: Yeah, but I'm, I'm so glad they yeah, did it away with those high. fees. Those were, those are awful. Um, yeah,
0: we're, I, I thank Mitt Romney for that and the Winter Olympics.
1: Yes. Yes, that, the the Olympics helped us get better drink, drinking laws out here. They're still horrible. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What, what, they were not great yeah
1: this and, the, <laughs> and our, this iron curtain just fell here too where they had to have a partition for um, mixing drinks that that went away as well so we're, we're slowly getting
0: there wait a minute I'm sorry what, a partition for mixing drinks
1: yeah yeah. Um, I don't know the best way to describe it but when the law went through the a partition had to go up so kids wouldn't see drinks Being prepared Before they came to the (laughs) table
0: Well listen if your kid's hanging out in a bar Maybe they shouldn't watch you making drinks anyway It's probably too late Also uh, I do believe Dorothy Parker said never let your children Make the drinks It is unseemly And they use too much vermouth
1: (laughs) That's I like that
0: Sure Sure What's not to like?
1: So, um, uh, t- tell us about your journey with um, with weed. When when did you start? Or, you know, uh,
0: I started in college, so that'd have been nineteen eighty six or so. And uh, I found that I really enjoyed being stoned way more than I enjoyed being drunk. If you're gonna have a drug of choice or whatever, and then I started studying the laws and reading books by Jack Herrer and Ed Rosenthal and uh, Chris Conrad and a bunch of other people. And I realized that cannabis prohibition was a sham and uh, uh, the war on drugs is a racist way to recreate slavery. And so I decided to become an activist because that's one of the beauty things of America. That's one of the things that America affords you. You can change the things you can't accept, right? Uh, right? It takes forever and you gotta go hard and it's gonna be challenging and maybe a little dangerous, but you still gotta do it. Uh, because that's that's how we're set up. So I've been an activist for the past twenty-something years, and we finally have legal weed all up and down the West Coast, and it's it's coming. It's coming for you, Utah. Be ready.
1: N- n- didn't it just open up in like Vegas or, you know, throughout Nevada?
0: Marijuana is legal in Alaska, Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada, Colorado, and there's medical laws in place in Arizona and New Mexico. So Utah. What are you
1: gonna do? You're gonna run to Idaho. We're gonna be surrounded, gonna yeah. <laughs> Nebraska.
0: You're surrounded, brother. You're surrounded. Except for maybe Wyoming and Montana.
1: Oh, I, and, uh, I think they gone. I think they'll get it before yeah. us. Wyoming and Montana. Maybe even Idaho. You
0: think so? Yeah. You think Wyoming will get legal weed before Utah does?
1: That that's my feeling. I could be wrong. You know, we got yeah. the legal gay marriage kind of in the early, so anything's possible. Just my guts telling me Wyoming will before us.
0: Sure, sure. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. No, um, go let's ahead. talk about weed and creativity.
1: Yeah. Um, are there.
0: Use... Go ahead.
1: Um, excuse me. Back in my 20s, I used to smoke, you know, every other month, you know, for a couple of years. And sure. then I took a nice fifty 15- every
0: other month for a couple of years. Yeah, so I I wasn't at a, weddings or whatever. Graduation yeah, parties.
1: yeah, it was mostly parties with people I worked with. Um, but then when I got married and moved, you know, I was away from those people that <laughs> had it, and I didn't have any. That's probably
0: real- why she made you move.
1: <laughs> no, she she's pretty cool with it. Um, just for that fifth was, for a fifteen year break. I was kidding. For the fifteen-year break, I oh, just, I just never did it. Just I was busy doing stuff and kid and stuff. Yeah. But the past little while, I've been, I've been smoking again. You know, so I'm kind of more uh, more interested with the, you know, with the industry and you know the different types. So are there are sure are there different strands or types for different things?
0: Well, that's what uh, that's what people say, right? So before. Maybe five or six years ago, it was broken down into two categories. There was sativa, there was indica, right? So the sativa is the one that's supposed to give you the head buzz, makes you want to get up and do stuff, maybe it makes you chatty. Uh, it's a cerebral high. and they call the indica the couch lock high or the body high, right? You want to sit around, maybe you're just kind of stoned, you're pleasant, you're thinking thoughts to yourself. Um, they're finding out more and more as they do more studies that more than just the THC, of a plant it's the terpenes which are what give the marijuana its smell right so pinene uh which you find in train wreck or jack hair smells like pine trees uh limonene you find that in lemon hay some other ones smells like lemons. Myrcene is that cushy kind of smell um and they find that the terpenes have different effects even more than the thc does and i can't remember what all of them do but you can look it up on uh different websites i, I should definitely Look that up and have a few examples that I can hand out. I'll, <laughs> I'll work on that.
1: Okay. Now is
0: um so, so for for a lot of people, and that and that's the beauty of it. It's, it. To me, that's also proof that marijuana loves us, right? Because different smells have different effects. So, would you find some weed that smells good to you? The odds are that that weed is going to give you the effects that you want, whether you want to be chatty or horny or whatever. Productive, creative.
1: What 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 kind of conditions when? you need to be creative and you know you're you're smoking is there a particular you know place or people you like to be around that stimulate that creativity uh,
0: usually if I'm trying to smoke and be creative then I'm probably at home on deadline somewhere uh, sitting at the couch trying to think of something to write maybe I'll take a hit or two and write I usually do most of my joke writing in the car on long drives because you got time to sit and think to yourself exhausted your playlist. Uh, you can't really listen to right green radio that much anymore. Uh, you can't even hate listen anymore. You just get too mad. And so you end up uh, working on your act this is generally where I write most of my jokes. I wish I could sit down at the table and write more jokes, but it doesn't always work like that for me. I don't know why it is. Is there,
1: is there a particular um, a person that's prevalent in um, the weed industry or co- uh, comedically that, uh, inspires you? Any idols or heroes?
0: Oh, sure, man! I got all kind of idols and heroes, uh, living or dead. Like, I mean,
1: either both. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Comedy wise, uh, my biggest influences would probably be uh, Richard Pryor, Steve Martin, Robin Williams, Bob Hope. Um, also like Ron Shock a lot, Franklin Ajai very very funny people uh in life man there's there's too many people named debbie goldsbury uh ed rosenthal uh jack harrer M- martin luther king <laughs> malcolm x you could go on asada shakur you could go on and on langston hughes probably one of my favorite writers of all time louis armstrong Big poxmoor we can talk about pot and music or pancreas i mean when you think about a lot of people who are creative right now rihanna she smokes a lot of weed she got hits all over the place snoop dogg willie nelson Louis Armstrong, these guys were all pot smokers. Lord Buckley, uh, maybe not quite a stand-up comic, but an oral historian or entertainer. Uh, I recommend all his albums. He was a huge pot smoker. Bing Crosby quit the booze with the help of marijuana, thanks to Satchmo Louis Armstrong.
1: Really? Wow, Uh, I never knew that. Was (laughs) it Queen
0: Victoria? Oh yeah, yeah, Bing used to be a horrible drunk. And then uh, Louis Armstrong turned him on to weed, and it helped a lot. And that's one of those things you find with marijuana too, right? They find in states with medical marijuana laws, opiate use goes down, and opiate overdeath, overdoses, over overdoses also go down.
1: Okay. Well, wow, Bing Crosby, <laughs> I, I I never knew that. <laughs> wow. Um,
0: yeah, man. Rock Hudson liked to smoke a little weed too. No, not not, not Rock Hudson. Um. Uh, who's the guy? Robert Mitchum.
1: Okay, so
0: you got arrested for it. you can find his mugshot.
1: <laughs> and Kevin Paul Smith, Paul McCartney,
0: Paul McCartney. Well, yeah, just Paul
1: McCartney. <laughs> um, yeah. so what? So you also juggle. You, you mentioned. And juggle. <laughs> I do. How how did you how did you get into that? Is it just something you picked up in your youth, or just somewhere along the way?
0: You kind of. Uh, I used to work at Pier 39 back in the 80s. I worked at Pier 39. It was like a tourist trap in San Francisco. Not a tourist trap, but a tourist destination in San Francisco. And they had a bunch of street performers there. They had two stages. And uh, here I am working for slightly above minimum wage. And I'm watching these guys standing out there getting hats full of cash, uh, three three shows a day in the middle of the summer. And I was like, wow, man, I could probably do that. Except I didn't really know how to juggle. (laughs) At all. I had never even really tried. But uh, one of my homies had a bunch of old juggling gear because he used to be a street performer. So he loaned me his stuff. And uh, I just hustled for a month every day for a few hours a day and learned to juggle well enough to become a street performer because as as jugglers go, I'm a pretty good stand-up comedian. Uh, I'm not a bad <laughs> juggler, but I'm not a great uh, But my jokes are fire, man. And so once you got the you know, the, the juggling, is just an excuse to get these jokes off. And so... I mean, not anymore. My juggling act is stuck in 1987 or whatever. It's time to really rewrite it. That's something I should do. Hi, puppy. I'm going to get stoned and rewrite my juggling act.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's the dog if you want to see him. He's
0: right there. Hi, doggy. His name is Ringo. So cute. Ringo, Ringo. After Ringo Starr. Named after the Lauren Green song or the fourth Beatle?
1: The fourth Beatle, the drummer. And my son's nice. named Lynn. That's probably after... one of my
0: favorites. Uh, what did, um, what's, what's the old answer when, uh, somebody asked Ringo, Ringo, Ringo Starr one time, they are like, what do you say when people say you're a very good drummer? I'll tell them I was the drummer for the Beatles. <laughs> it's a good answer.
1: It's a great answer. Right?
0: Right. All right, um,
1: you go. You do a lot of conventions and um, events and stuff like that. I
0: do. That. I do a lot of festivals.
1: D- did the activism? I just got
0: back. Go ahead. No. Did go activism
1: uh, lead to that, or or how did they start um, getting you get invited, or did you attend and then uh, approach the the management? How, how did you, How did all these events come about?
0: Um, I think one of the first ones I did was one in Golden Gate Park with uh, back, which it was the a thing called the Cannabis Action Network, which slowly became Americans for Safe Access and some other things. So I've been a stand-up comedian for a few years now, and I just started becoming a cannabis activist. And so Debbie Goldsberry, who's an awesome person. Uh, and me and her were friends and she was producing the event with the campus action network. And I was like, well, you know, I will host an MC it. And she was like, that's a great idea. And it went well. And so from there, and this was maybe 1991 or two or so. And so from there I started doing more and more of those events. And so now you'll find me at the Seattle hemp fest. You find me at the Portland hemp You'll find me at the international campus and exhibition, the international cannabis business conference, international cannabis business conference coming to Hawaii in December, by the way, in Kauai, come to that. And, uh, and and all over. So th- that's how it started. And and sometimes I even do non, non cannabis festivals. I've been uh, I've hosted the San Jose Blues Festival. I just got back from the Crawfest in Bend, Oregon, which is really more like a redneck hootenanny nanny <laughs> than it is a marijuana fest. It was a great time. We smashed a couple cars. Nice. Uh, it was great.
1: Um. I th- I think that covered the songs. Uh. The the. the not songs, questions I had uh, written up, um, I, I do have a new uh, bonus question to ask my guests. Um, who's your favorite Muppet and why?
0: Ooh. Only one. I only get to pick one Muppet.
1: Okay, three. That you have to have uh, good wise.
0: I got to say Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem are my favorite Muppets, right? Okay. So that's uh Animal on Drums, of course, Dr. Teeth on keyboards, Zoop on saxophone, Janice on Janice is on vocals and guitar, I think, and then Floyd is on bass. And those guys, uh, they're a top-notch band, always on beat, play a variety of styles, uh, very energetic on stage, great presence.
1: Okay. Um when, when I first saw you up on stage, I'm like, I also
0: like stuff a lot. Love-
1: Snuffle. <laughs> I'm glad that they, they finally made him it's to say. PC. And
0: I also like the, the blue guy. They used to have a blue guy on the old Sesame streets and he'd be, uh, he would like, he'd walk, Grover would play the hardware store worker and the guy will walk in he he go, I need a, and, he, and then they play a saw sound. Right. And then Grover would be like, Oh, you need a hammer. He's like, no, I don't need a, I need a when <laughs> it was, it was very funny. and also, uh, the The street guy who would try to sell you a letter, or a, or a valor, or hey buddy, come here. You want to buy it, eight I love that
1: guy. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was awesome. I I thought you looked like Clifford from um, Muppets Tonight. Do you remember that that show? It it was like a what show? Muppets Tonight. They had a l- late night talk show.
0: What show was it called?
1: Muppets Tonight. It was on ABC in the nineties.
0: Oh. I can't really say that I watched a lot of Muppets tonight. I remember the Muppets show, and Sesame Street, and some of the Muppet movies.
1: Yeah, I think he might be in some of the newer ones, but he's he's got dreads, and he, I'll send you a picture.
0: Oh sure, what's his name? Clifford. Clifford, sure. It's a good name for a Rastafarian Muppet. Why? <laughs> why would he? Why would I pick that one?
1: No, no, no I just I'm I saw. St- saw similarities. You know, when I, when I was sure, thinking of that all the time, when I was thinking this question, I'm like,
0: you look just like that other dreadlock. <laughs> yep. it. Happens.
1: Anyway. Um, that's kind of what I've got. Is there anything that um, you want to share with us or talk about?
0: Uh, I would like to say that marijuana, um, you know, what, what's the old, there used to be a thing, uh, right drunk, edit sober. <laughs> Right, so it kind of works the same way with weed sometimes, too. So phew, marijuana can definitely help you. Uh, studies have found that marijuana helps you microfocus. first of all, right? Uh, right. When they talk about people saying uh, that weed makes you dull or boring or makes you not doing anything, that's not really true. They found out that marijuana lowers your tolerance for bullshit, so you don't want to do anything that's bullshit. But if you're doing something fun or interesting – you know even if it's hard work if it's still interesting you, you'll focus the shit out of that and micro focus on it and get in on it right so maybe you don't want to clean your room but you just spent three hours making this one painted lead figure look absolutely fucking perfect down to the fingernails which takes hours and dedication and skill and micro focus and creativity which is a whole different thing um but uh, but back to the the right right drug edit sober. so i think um Using marijuana as an impetus for ideas or thinking about things is great. But maybe, you know, when you're straight, go back and look at it and see if it's actually a really good idea. No one really needs an electric banana polisher, unless <laughs> that's a euphemism. <laughs> Run it by your square friends. See how they feel about it. Yeah, open the gate. That's all I got
1: to say. Okay, yeah. Op- yeah. Use, use it to open the gates, let the ideas, you know, open fly the out gate. and then... Uh, Check it for reality when and you come look down. Look
0: back at it in the sober light of truth. Yeah. <laughs> or the light of sober truth or whatever. I don't know.
1: All right. Well, where can everybody find you on online?
0: You can find me on Twitter, N-G-A-I-O-420. You can find me on Instagram at the same address. You can find my podcast on CannabisRadio.com. And you can follow me on Facebook, N-G-A-I-O-B-E-A-L-U-M. I already have a lot of friends, but I keep it public so you can follow. If you send the message, I'll try to get in and get back to you.
1: Well, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, we'll talk to you. Thank you, man. A on. pleasure.
0: Talk to you soon. Take care. You too. Bye bye. Go Doctor T.